Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabine Spätling and today I take you on the musical journey of Mad Motor Michael. He's a Berlin multi-talent in the techno scene. Next to his own music productions and versatile podcast sets, he is part of the Bach Stelzen crew. He supports the collective with the booking for the stage at Fusion Festival and the preparations of Garbage Festival, which took place a few weeks ago. And in this interview, we are talking about his highlights with Bachstelzen so far, his booking for the Bachstelzen floor at Fusion, the Garbage Festival, the development of the collective Bachstelzen, the development of the Berlin scene and his forecast for the next years. His favorite spots here in the capital of techno and what he loves about Australia. Also, we are talking about his productions and his special podcast sets. Enjoy! Michelle. <laughs> Welcome back to Berlin. We met at the Garbage Festival some weeks ago, yes, we um, did. which you organized together with the crew of the Bachstelzen. Um, and this was one highlight for you in with the Bachstelzen crew this year, the Garbage and of course the Fusion. What would you say was the best thing or the best thing that happened on these two festivals? Uh, well, to clear things up a little bit. Yeah. I'm not in the production anymore for yeah. Garbage. Uh, I'm, I'm into Fusion Festival. I'm doing the, the, the booking for Fusion Festival for our stage. Uh, and Garbage, I'm just uh, helping out with building. And so I, I was building the, the visa stage with the, with the crew together. And highlights... Um, well, there are so many highlights on both festivals because it's not only about music, it's also about art and uh, meeting great people from all over the world. Also meeting friends from all over the world that come to both festivals. So, um, yeah, it's some musical highlights, more on garbage than at Fusion. Um, my personal highlight was my back-to-back -back with uh, Esther Zilex, which was yeah. uh, a really nice experience. We played together for the first time, and it went really well, and there was a really nice vibe at the Juicy Bar. Yeah. Before that, it was Mimi, right? No, before... I, uh, the last two yeah. years, I was playing with Mimi, yeah. yeah. But this year, she, she was playing one uh, set on the main stage, on mm -hmm. the visa, and one after-hour set with, like, world music or slow stuff, so... She didn't want it to play. Mm -hmm. uh, she didn't want to play three sets, which is totally fine. But um, yeah, these juicy bars sets were always a highlight mm -hmm. in the in the past three years. Yeah. And well, I mean, the lake is always a highlight in garbage. Um, it's always it always helps to 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 ground yourself again yeah. after yeah. a big night of party. Um, yeah, music-wise, I loved the Rampu set. He played a really good yeah, set. It was so good. It really got me goosebumps and a yeah. big smile on the face. Yeah. yeah, it also surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and um, I really loved the Doubting Thomas set. 
um, his live set on Sunday. It wasn't very crowded because I think most of the people went to see Britta Arnold. Mm. But his set was, well, for me, it was really outstanding, really amazing set. And Heimlich Knüller played yeah. again, a fantastic set. Uh, um, yeah. For me, it was my first time on Garbage. And I can imagine that it's a um, bit different if you experience the Garbage Festival as one of the persons who helped to build up everything and who's kind of part of it um, than if you are only visiting the festival. How would you think that people perceive the Garbage different when they help with building up than visiting it? Well, I mean, garbage is a lot about volunteering, so mm -hmm. um, um, maybe it's also a reason why there's such a vibe, because uh, there are like, I, I don't know, 600 volunteers or something like that, and everybody gets kind of integrated, and uh, they, they, they join the, the kitchens and eat with everybody from the crew, and so maybe this helps to create this special vibe yeah. because I, I still think that garbage is really special in 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 terms of people and how yeah. they behave and yeah. how they uh yeah act and it's so easy to make new friends at garbage i mean i i played at sonnenmundsterne this weekend mm -hmm. and uh, because it was right the first festival after garbage, it was yeah, totally so different, different yeah. you know? I mean, it's not that it's a bad festival. It's a good festival. They have amazing artists playing, but the vibe is so different. And it's so kind of everybody's focused on themselves. Yeah. It's not really like a get-together kind of. And uh, Yeah, I mean, you also see it due to the fact that there are, for example, there is no security really on the stages or no fences it's one big community of people <coughs> who like each other and that community aspect is currently a big topic all over the digital world. Everyone wants to have a co-living sp space, a co-working space where it's all about the community, but garbage really manages or gained to have a community which, is, um, which got created out of themselves, right? How do you see that? Um, yeah, I think... This might be true. I'm, I'm, I don't make. I, I I didn't think so much about everything because yeah. I was always like kind of part of it, um, and I mean the 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 group of friends who are involved in different projects is huge. I, I, yeah, for me, there's no other festival in the world where I know so many people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I lost the point. What. The, like that community. Um, wh what do you think? How how did it establish on the garbage? How how is it possible that such a big group of, group of people behaves good, is friends with each other, and well, one part is definitely that there are, I don't know two thousand three thousand people from crews we know. Yeah. So it's already like friendships that. Uh, grew out of the past 10 years, 15 years, or whatever. Uh, so it's like already 20, 30% of the people are already kind of friends, mm -hmm. you know? And this is like, if these 
3,000 behave really good, yeah. then it's always like it, it, uh, yeah, it takes the others with them, yeah. kind of. Yeah. And yeah, it's so much about sharing and giving. And uh, I think this works really well. Yeah, absolutely. And with Bachstelzen, the collective which you are part of, um, it really got a long history in Berlin. Um, since right from the beginning, the crew was influencing the scene in Berlin and um, many happenings and festivals around. How do you see the development in the past years from the when when you got together and got the first events till now? Poor. <laughs> 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 um, well, I mean, garbage was kind of always the the, the thing where everybody wanted to end up somehow mm -hmm. to yeah running their own festival and i mean we've been doing now 11 years of fusion with our stage and um out of all these experiences and uh, garbage came up kind of together with the carter and holzmarkt um yeah but i Yeah, it was kind of it was sure that it leads to this point it's mm -hmm. somehow mm -hmm. uh, so it's not really surprising for me um, yeah and I mean there's we, we are not doing anymore like these off location parties we did years ago because uh, yeah one thing is we you don't have the spaces anymore in Berlin where you can do that easily I mean even more than in other cities but yes sure they're yeah, getting yeah. short yeah definitely and And I mean, garbage became a, a full year project, yeah. kind of. And we're also doing this, this uh, the, the fusion, fusion stage mm -hmm. still. So um, there's not much time for mm -hmm. other projects mm -hmm. anymore. Um, Dave Dinger and his stage building, he's like uh, doing a lot of stuff worldwide now. So, uh, yeah, we've been to the Eclipse Festival yeah. last year, building the stage. Yeah, this must be so wonderful. This must yeah. have been so wonderful. This the eclipse festival. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we had a huge problem with the dust, okay. which we had this year in Germany too, mm. the first time ever. Like garbage and fusion festival was also so fucking dusty. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that before. But eclipse was was so bad with the dust that after eclipse festival, I, I knew so many people who were coughing for for weeks. Um, yeah, but it was an, an amazing, beautiful festival, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, so the the Bachstelz, no, especially Dave Dinger, he's creating these stages for for uh, several festivals in the world, especially like Pitch Festival in Australia mm -hmm. and um, yeah, some other ones. Yeah, so this is kind of the the business that got out of this Bachstelz thing and. Um, yeah, so at the moment I think it's working quite well, uh, business-wise, for the Bachstelzen. But, I mean, the main focus is still garbage, because it's like, yeah, that's this wonderful place that everybody wanted to create. And it's more than just a festival. I mean, it's, it's a space that, uh, that, yeah, it's a community space mm -hmm. for people to live and to work and everything, so, yeah. Nice. And in terms of the fusion, you already mentioned that you're responsible for the booking of your stage there. Um, is there a special 
concept every year behind where you want to bring new influences in or how do you or what is your approach while booking the booking for fusion yeah i mean um we've been running this for for 11 years now so so there are many friends who've been with us for for many years who were supporting our stage uh And we were supporting them, so I think many artists got big out of this fusion thing, and uh, yeah, like also our stage and uh, Bar 25 and everything. What what happened was uh, something that that created this Berlin sound, or what which many people think is the Berlin Berlin sound. So we definitely stick to to many friends and. Um, Yeah, I'm always trying to, to bring in some artists I really love. and uh, But it's, it's not only music-wise. For me, it only works if, if I also like the, the, the humans behind their projects. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to book anybody who I think is an asshole. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because then the vibe would be some kind of interrupted or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, for me it's a, also a, a vibe thing, you know, and uh, it doesn't work for me if I have people that are not interested in this whole thing, or then why? You yeah. know, there are so many other good musicians. Uh, yeah. And another topic which is currently discussed a lot is that female quote in bookings for festivals. Is that somehow something that comes natural because you've got also a lot of um, women in in the in your books, let's say, or is it something you really respect and have a look on um, when doing the booking? Um, yeah, I'm always looking for female artists. Definitely, it's still not that easy mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes it's not easy to 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 book some artists because they're already booked out because the yeah there are many good female artists that that are not that easy to get because they are already playing a lot i mean out, out of our crew there there are many females from from Mimi over Eleva Lasma Laura um, Mira yeah. they're quite a lot they're always playing sure and um, yeah i'm 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 trying to 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 book many girls not not because i want to uh to go for quotes or whatever but i think it's always good to have a balance not yeah. only on the dance floor but also behind the decks so yeah. yeah i try the best i can to to make this happen somehow i think we had this year we had about like 20 25% girls because mm -hmm. the fusion was also asking about it afterwards mm -hmm. if we are kind of uh Yeah, looking after this or okay. how we are really not did. the fusion but but like they w did some research yeah okay how it works on the stages and yeah um nice it's sometimes not that easy but but i would love to book more women sure yeah yeah absolutely i see your point um you're real in germany we say berliner <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, really born in Berlin. Um, really born in Berlin, yeah. One of the last ones, I would say, because when you're living in Berlin, everyone actually <coughs> is from another city or country. Um, 
how do you perceive the development of the sound of Berlin? Because you've in your sound, you really get a lot of influences from different, not only from, from electronic music, but also from funk, for example. Um, and in respect, respecting that, how would you say has the sound changed? Phew, that's, uh, yeah, that's a quite difficult question because, I mean, music was always changing worldwide. Mm. And, um, I mean, club-wise, it's... Yeah, it. I mean, it came from 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 techno and like this love parade techno stuff. Before it was the Spiral Tribes yeah. uh, doing like this acid techno, and then you had the Goa scenes, which still exist. So um, yeah, I got into it quite late. For me, house techno music really got interesting when this minimal sound came up. Yeah like early 2000 mm -hmm. before I was more into drum and bass and uh, big beat two-step um, yeah I was collecting a lot of records and also playing like like yeah crossover stuff uh, on parties but uh, with this minimal thing I got really really into it and the first fusion like I think 2001 was mm. my first fusion um, then this style of partying was much more my thing than going into clubs, into dark clubs. Yeah. Which I also love nowadays, but but uh, yeah, this this festival thing is always special. Yeah, when you feel the nature and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And where would you think does the Berlin scene go to in the next, let's say, three to five years? How will it change? How will it develop? Well, I don't really know. I, I mean, one thing is that, that electronic music uh, grew up, kind of. Uh, it's not only a kid's thing anymore. Mm. I mean, we have so many artists that that are past 40, you know, like all the... the from Kotze, Robak Vrume, all these guys, they they are still in the game and they are better than ever. Roman Flügel, I mean, yeah. fucking amazing producers, yeah. and they're still here. And it's it's like a it's it's a grown up electronic sound. I always call it like intelligent techno. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I. For me, this is a fascinating fact about it because I'm also I'm I'm older than than most of the other younger DJs. So um, I wonder if it's growing up like I don't know the gr Rolling Stones or whatever. I mean, when they were young, everybody said this is music only for young people, mm. and they're still playing with like seventy. Yeah. Maybe this will be the same for techno and house music. Yeah. I don't know, but it looks like a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, I really like that. I mean, also garbage, it's like uh, um, you have, like, so many different ages. It's not, yeah. a, not a kids' festival, you know? And this is, for me, this is always a really nice fact about yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Generations come together, generations party together, and it's a really nice, nice thing about it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And also the Fusion crew, I mean, the, they're doing it for more than 20 years, so, so they... Many of them are quite old now, but but they still love what they're doing. Yeah. And what do you love 
about your city, Berlin. What is the reason why you never moved to another city but stayed here? Yeah, that's not, not really true. Yeah. Um, I have a house on the countryside, like mm -hmm. one and a half hours from Berlin, where, where I have my little studio and where I try to spend a lot of time, which I don't manage at the moment because I'm traveling too much and touring too much. But uh, yes, like uh, 10 years ago, I spent a lot of time there. Mm -hmm. And um, I love this balance. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if I could stay in Berlin all the time. I always, I mean, I'm traveling almost half the year. Mm -hmm. So uh, and then I have my house on the countryside. So this is a really nice balance for me. Otherwise, it might be too much, even yeah. though I love Berlin. Uh, yeah. It can be challenging. <laughs> it can be challenging, yes. definitely. I mean, I mean, this summer was so amazing that uh, Berlin in summer is yeah. like always kind of nice. But if you have a shitty summer and a mm -hmm. shitty winter, then it can be uh, quite hard. Yeah. Everybody knows Depressive. that. Depressive. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, all these people coming from Brazil or whatever, moving to Berlin, they love it in the summertime. And when they spend their first winter here, yeah. they, 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 they almost go crazy yeah. because it's so depressing sometimes. Yeah. And in summer times, what are your favorite places here? What are your favorite restaurants? What are your favorite parks? Where do you spend the most time? Um, well... <clears throat> Um, that's uh, also a difficult question. I mean, I love going to Kata because it's kind of, uh, yeah, my my party family, and I know many people there. Uh, I love the Kata restaurant as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I love going to Treptower Park and the Plenterwald. Mm -hmm. This area, if I'm in Berlin, and I go with a dog or whatever. Um, yeah, club-wise, I, I like the Rummelsbucht really a lot, also, like, when they do their concerts on Wednesdays, and, but I don't have so much time to, to, to go everywhere, it's mm -hmm. like I'm touring all the time, and if I'm home, sometimes I'm just uh, fine being home, or going to my country house, Yeah, I love cooking, so I also... Uh, cook a lot on my own and I don't go to restaurants all the time so yeah yeah sounds like a nice life in Berlin but I absolutely agree Berlin can be challenging and having a spot in the nature beside Berlin that's I think always a good idea yeah absolutely yeah and is it also the place where you produced the song together with um, Chris Schwarzwelder which you just released this year beginning of this year Uh, no, we produced it in his home studio. Ah, nice. Now he moved to, yes. to Holzmark. Yeah, I visited him there because ah, nice. we had the interview yeah. in his new studio, yeah. Okay, now yeah. We, we still did it in his home studio. Okay. Yeah. A nice track. After a long time, um, you released a new song from your side again. Are there some, some plans for the future production-wise? Um. Yeah, I mean, this year I had several productions, yeah. but mostly remixes, yeah. and this was our own track. Uh, there's coming one own track on Happy Campers soon, mm -hmm. the label of Dunk, uh, uh, Anders and Britta Arnold. 
and uh, I will have a release, but also a remix on Soul Selector, Sabo's label, and another remix coming soon on Wayu Records mm -hmm. of one of my favorite tracks from the last years. From um, I still don't know how to pronounce his name, Michi, uh, like my name, but but written differently. <laughs> And the, the track was Stay, was really, yeah. I played it a lot, really favorite track, and he asked me to do a re remix, mm -hmm. which was really nice. So yeah, I'm just waiting for the release date, should okay. be soon. Nice. And then I want to have some studios time soon. Um, now I have some weekends where I don't need to play like two, three times, so mm -hmm. <laughs> so I hope to uh, lock myself into my country house studio yeah. and uh, go deeper into music again, because yeah. I, I miss it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And beside your countryside studio, are there any other highlights in terms of um, uh, festivals or clubs you're really looking forward to in the next month? Um... Uh, there's always many things. I mean, I will go on my, I think, fifth or sixth uh, Australia tour in winter. I'm doing Subsonic Festival again, the 10-year ten edition, which I'm looking really forward to because it's one of my favorite festivals in the world. And, um, and I will play on a festival in Mexico mm -hmm. in September, I think. No, November. No, in November, yeah which I'm also looking really forward to. It's my first time in Mexico. It never worked out in the past years. Yeah. So, yeah, these are two highlights that I remember at yeah. the moment, but I always need to check my calendar because it's always so full that yeah. I forget where to <laughs> where I go where I'm going next. <laughs> Would you say you have a special connection to Australia because you're playing there a lot? Um Yeah, I think so. I mean, some of my best friends live in Australia, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, over the past years, I'm yeah, I have really a lot of really good friends all over the world, which is uh, which is sometimes really nice, sometimes really bad because you can't see them all the time. But um, that's why I'm always looking forward to go yeah. back to Australia because I can see some of my really good friends and. Yeah. Um, have a really nice party with them. Yeah. Yeah, I think also Berlin artists really have a good standing in the worldwide, actually, in the music scene, because um, Berlin is still the city. Um, yeah, DJs are looking up to and say, "Wow, this is really the capital of electronic music." And um, yeah. Yeah, I think 80% percent of all DJs live in Berlin yeah. at the moment, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, sure. Germany was always like the techno capital, so yeah. uh, like most artists in the world that get booked to festivals or whatever are German somehow, yeah. or many of them. But um, yeah, I think it's also because I come from the this festival production thing, and we're running our own things. Uh, you get a different connection to to these festivals yeah. because um, maybe you go in deeper than other people or other DJs who just go for like five hours or whatever. I'm always trying to spend a little bit more time, especially if it's a new festival, to just uh, see what's happening there and um, 
to feel the vibe and um, yeah, always trying to learn something from it or or giving something to it. Yeah. So I really like that. Yeah, that's a nice point of view. And is there anything you would like to tell the world that I didn't ask you? Um, phew, uh, there are so many things I would <laughs> like to tell the world, but um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a teacher, so um, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just uh, come to your set and uh, listen to to the festival sets and then you yeah. speak to the people in your language. Yeah, if it's uh, yeah, if we are talking about music then yes. I'm always happy if people listen to my podcast because uh, there I'm And there are plenty like of great podcasts and oh, and you. sets on SoundCloud. I really can recommend them. Thank you. Um, I always try to to make special podcasts where I don't put like normal club music in. I try to yeah. go through my huge collection of vinyls or data. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, this makes me really happy if people can enjoy this. Yes. And uh, not only my club sets. Yeah. I mean, I love it if they like it when I'm in the club. But these podcasts are always special for me. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is your approach like do you create the journey in your mind before playing it or is it go with the flow uh, no I'm, I'm i'm making lists of special tracks that i want to have in podcasts and I, then i see how how they work together yeah. or but yeah i'm i have a really huge record collection at home at my other home yeah. so um Yeah, there's plenty of treasures in there. Yeah. And there's also so much good music coming out still. Beautiful yeah. stuff. Yeah, I can really recommend them. They are so versatile. And um, you even discover new kind of, um, yeah, different styles of, of music in your sets. So um, even if I actually don't really like hip-hop, oh, <laughs> yeah. I find some influences that you put in really interesting and they really fit very well to the rest of the set thank you for that yeah. um, I mean I have a huge love for, for hip hop music yeah. so um, I almost always try to put some some yeah. of my old favorite hip hop tracks yeah. inside that not everybody knows like underground stuff um, yeah I'm happy yeah. if people yeah. appreciate that. I enjoyed one afternoon on a boat with friends listening to your set <laughs> Yes. And we just had barbecue on the boat and the sun was going down and that set uh, really, really fit perfectly. Yes, I need great. to search for it, which it's exactly it was, but I will put it in the show notes. Cool. Nice <laughs> sundowner set. <laughs> okay, Michelle, thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy your evening on the boat. You're going on a boat now. I'm at going the on a boat now. Maybe too, uh, also with some music yes. uh, of mine, maybe. <laughs> so see you soon and on one of the countless stages this in this world great and we will yeah thank, thank you. you for that <laughs> I hope you gained interesting insights into the Bachstelzen crew and into his versatile style of music. Um, I just can recommend the set Tal der Verwirrung 
of um, Michelle, which he just released. So make sure to check this one out. It's really fantastic. And it got also great influences from other styles of music. Thank you for listening. Also visit us on the Facebook page or on the Instagram page and get in contact with us and let us know if you also maybe visited the garbage festival it would be great to connect online thank you for listening rock and roll and stay tuned